Welcome to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We put together a guide with some recommendations to help you focus on being financially fit at different milestones in your life. Some of you may be ahead of schedule, while others may have to play catch up. You can download this guide for free on our website. The link to download your path to a lifetime of financial success is listed in the episode description. Or you can go to wiserinvestor.com, scroll to the bottom and find it there. Now on to today's episode. Welcome to the Wiser Retirement Podcast. We believe the best financial advice should always be conflict-free. I'm your host, Casey Smith. Guiding you to financial freedom today is my co-host, Missy Beach. Hey, Missy. Hey, good morning, Casey. How are you? Good. This is your second podcast with us. Welcome back. Back for more. (laughs) There might be many more, actually. Okay. Um, So today we're going to talk about preparing your high schooler financially to go to college. I haven't had the experience this yet, but you have a little bit of experience in this category. I am in the thick of it. So my oldest is now a sophomore in college. So I feel like we've kind of um, crossed over the line and figured out how to navigate the system, although it is still a learning process. So I think my biggest takeaway is that all the things that you teach your child up into the point where they go away that you don't think they're listening to, <laughs> Right. they really are when it comes down to it. So they're more independent than you give them credit for as long as you do hammer it into them before they go. Right. But it Explain. takes time. What are we hammering in? Okay. Um. I think just good spending habits, I mean, that's key. Mm -hmm. So leading up to college, I guess one thing that's really important is like a credit card. You know, before college, um, I think a lot of parents might just have their kids on one of their credit cards, Mm -hmm. which is great because being an authorized user on a parent card will actually help um, strengthen the child's FICO score. So that's not a bad thing to do as long as, you know, you're monitoring it, obviously, and there are set spending parameters. So um, that's a good thing to do. But then before your student goes to college, um, it's a really good idea for them to open their own line of credit and they get flooded with applications in the mail. I mean, everybody and their mother wants to give them a line of credit. So take them up on it. They're not going to get offered a huge credit line that's, you know, $50,000 from Amex, but, you know, right. little Discover might give them, I don't know, 1000 bucks, 2000 bucks. So how do we make sure they have good habits and don't end up uh, profiled on the Dave Ramsey show? <laughs> Um, I think the biggest thing is discuss with them what the credit card is going to be used for um, and how much a month that they might budget for spending on that card and discuss that a credit limit is not how much should be spent on the card every month and discuss, you know, your credit utilization rate should be less than 30% in order to maintain a healthy credit score. 
and explain to them what a credit score is and how that's going to affect them in the future when they want to get a car loan or buy their first house and how that affects their mortgage rate and get them to realize that these actions that they're going to take in college with that first credit card could affect the rest of their lives. And that puts a little bit of fear in them to realize like, okay, I better not mess up my credit card, mom, because I I don't want to live, you know, in your basement forever. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Be able to qualify for my first house. Exactly. So what do you find, um, like when you say set parameters, so what are you doing with that? Are you monitoring the credit card or the line of credit or however you? Actually, no, because this is all in my son's name. So he's on the hook for paying the bill every month. Um, I do have access to his uh, checking account, so I can see that a payment is being made every month. So um, I am relying on the fact that I'm hoping that that's not just a minimum balance and I'm hoping that's the balance in full because we did have that conversation that you never carry a balance on a credit card and about the interest rate and how that helps no one paying interest. Um, So that's kind of my checkup is just making sure that a payment is being made every month. So... How do you handle, do you have an allowance system that you, that you're paying him or yeah, that's does he have a, a job? What that, is, what are your expectations? Okay. That's a great question. Um, and parents handle this, you know, a zillion different ways. I'll just explain to you the way our family handles it. We decided that we would give him a monthly allowance of X amount and it's not huge. It's just enough to cover like little things that might come up. You know, he's got a meal plan at school, so we're not paying for eating out. But if he wants to do that on his own, that's got to come out of his budget. Um, If he wants to take a side trip to, I don't know, the mountains for the weekend, that's on him. Um, So, you know, we cover a small amount every month, and then the rest... He needs to earn through his summer job. He doesn't have a job on campus. Um, I know a lot of kids do, and that's kind of how they earn their spending money. He just chose it, or he just chose to do it all during the summer. Um, and you know, he had an internship this past summer, and um, that was how you know he earned some spending money. But so that's kind of the way we balance it. You know, most of his social spending is on him. Um, But I think that was the biggest wake up for him when he got to college is he didn't realize how much his social life was going to cost. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Meaning, meaning not eating in the dining hall and going out somewhere else. Oh, yeah, exactly. Football games and Mm -hmm. things like that. Yeah. And um, he realized, I think, quickly after the first semester that maybe using those dining hall swipes would be a good idea <laughs> right? <laughs> after that first credit card bill. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's funny. Do they make it easy? Do most campuses have alternative food to the dining hall or is it pretty much just the dining hall? Um, most campuses, it's crazy these days. It's like food court upon food court and there's so many dining options. Um, but still, you know, kids are kids and it's like a social thing. Let's just, you know, walk uptown and get something. <laughs> right. 
So, oh, and that brings me to another tip. Um, it's really good for your kids while they're in high school to set up Venmo or Cash App or something like that mm-hmm. because they're going to be paying each other I mean, all kinds of crazy small sums back and forth once they get to college because kids don't do cash. And college campuses, most of them are cashless these days. So make sure that your son or daughter is set up with Venmo linked to their checking account before they run off to school. And I would say probably nine times out of 10, any high schooler these days is probably already linked up. Linked but, up with something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So when you, uh, when you drop them off and you drive away, they should have a Venmo. They probably have a little bit of uh, money in their, in their bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess it sounds like you've kind of set them up where he could fail, but the fail wouldn't be... Um, irreversible. No, because they're going to have that credit card with a low limit. So I think that's the key. Um, There's not a big, you know, runway where they can just go crazy out of control. So I think, you know, they have some freedom, but not too much. And then, you know, you you see... um, you know, student loans, um, statistically, so many people come out with, I believe it's around $15,000 in student loans these days. And that seems kind of small to us as successful adults, but <laughs> that could be a big burden. Um, you know, what, what are you, um, you know, what, what is your advice as far as, as, far as uh, picking schools and, and the yeah. cost of schools? Well, okay, first of all, when you sit down when your child is probably early in high school and starts to get excited about colleges, is to set guidelines as a family and say, okay, this is how much we're willing to spend on school. And, you know, be it with loans or cash flow or 529 plans. And then, (coughs) excuse me. And um, decide how much your family has to spend on college. And then um, look at all those sources and get your total. And then remind your high school student, when you are looking at colleges, it's not just tuition. And I'll say that again. It's not just tuition. And, um, for example, I'll use my alma mater, Wake Forest. Okay, you look it up online, $61,000 for next year. And I was like, holy cow, well, that's a lot. And then you tack on fees like health and well-being, parking, books, room, board. Okay, suddenly that 61000 is 79000 almost 80000 Wow. So... And that it just ranges from school to school. Some are very judicious in keeping their fees lower and their room and board lower. And then, like, I think Wake is really high with tuition room and board or room and board. So I think you really need to look at the total cost of attendance when you're comparing schools. Just don't look at the tuition alone because that is meaningless. And... um until you have specific 
um, you know, scholarships or grants. Um, you just have to look at that big number. It's, um, you know, you wonder how people pay for all this. And what's interesting is uh, so much of it is just out of pocket. So a lot of families are just paying out of their just normal income. It is crazy. Um, and here's another tip. Um, I think a lot of people understand that you have to file the FAFSA, which is the Federal Financial Aid Form, in case you want any type of financial aid whatsoever, and whether that's need-based or merit-based. Mm-hmm. So if you think your child is eligible for any type of scholarship whatsoever, you have to fill out that FAFSA form every year. And as a result of filling that out, you're automatically going to be awarded that federal financial loan. And so if you don't need that loan because you're getting merit money but not need-based, you have to go in and decline that federal loan or they're going to apply that to your tuition balance and you're going to have a federal loan that you didn't want. Interesting. So you have to be proactive and take action and get rid of that or decline that loan um, so you're not sitting out there with a loan balance that you didn't intend to take on. It's... um I think it goes back to you think about making investment decisions, whether it be real estate or even just stocks and bonds, you have a return on investment ROI. I think you have to look at what the ROI is. You know, a long time ago, I had a client who, whose son wanted to go to Duke and he got into Duke, but he wanted to be a minister. <laughs> and his, his dad was like, why would you go to do cost me all this money and you're going into a field that's not exactly known for uh, making a lot of money, right? Uh, <laughs> so once you go to UGA yeah. on the Zelle, where the, it's almost $0, you know, in the end. Um, and so ultimately he went to UGA instead of going to Duke. So you have to think about what is it you're after? Uh, if you're just trying to figure things out and you're not quite sure and there's no reason to be paying $80,000 a year for someone who's not quite sure what they want to be doing. Oh, Casey, that's a good point. (laughs) And, you know, it's not a bad thing to take a gap year if you are not sure. I mean, college really... Intern somewhere. Yeah. Don't sit on the couch. Yeah, no. (laughs) But college is not the place to find yourself at 80 grand a year. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know? Right. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. Go intern, go, uh, you know, roam around the world for a year and think about it, but... Don't do it at eighty grand a year. Or start start at a local school. Absolutely. Like for us here, you maybe go to KSU for for a year and a half. You live at home or something, and 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 then you transition to okay, this is what I wanted. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's just expensive. It's expensive to come out with a degree. I think we as parents can get wrapped up into oh, they're going to so and so school, and well, so and so school sounds great uh, with all your friends. When you come out and you're a history major, and you're not going to go get your masters. What are you going to do with that? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? do with hundred thousand dollars in debt? Yeah, <laughs> and and you still looking for a job because you don't know what you want to do, right? You just checked college off the box, right? It is like any business plan. I mean, you look at the ROI yeah. of the end result. I mean, is it worth putting in these dollars to get this output? Personally, I think they should put that on the loans, especially the private loans that get so big. Mm-hmm. Is is they should say your major's this. 
your expected earnings over the next five years is this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right? you know, the, and so your ability to pay it back, even, you know, cause you can't really default on the student loan, but you know, the inability to pay it back or creating a burden could be, could be terrible. Well, that's the thing that's gotten out of control is these universities have just raised and raised tuition because, I mean, there's endless student loan dollars. Right. And the majors and the jobs that result out of these institutions are not paying the bills. Right. I mean, in any meaningful amount of time. For some reason, professors think that they deserve that 6% pay raise every single year. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and you know, the rule of thumb is that when you come out of college, your student loans should not be more than your first year salary. So that's kind of a good way to look at how much you're going to take on in debt versus what your degree is going to result in income. So yeah, even for physicians today, I don't know what the ROI on that is, because there really are no entrepreneur physicians anymore. They all work for big corporations and the pay is not what it used to be. No. So if you come out with a half million, six hundred, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in loans, you better be a very specialized surgeon. Oh. Not a not a generalist. No. And attorneys <laughs> too. I I mean right. oh, we recently yeah. had a client with, you know, a quarter million dollars in debt from law school. So yeah. that's crazy. It's really hard. It's really hard. It's a lot of ambulances to chase. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So yeah, I think those are all good points. Uh, there is a Dave Ramsey course for college people. You can look that up at uh, DaveRamsey.com. Um, my daughter's still trudging through the high school version, but, um, uh, the, the college version is a little more advanced and maybe you give your, your child an incentive to take that course. So they learn how to manage money. Um, oh, that's a good idea. Be the Dave Ramsey way. But, um, uh, regardless, I think more conservative with your finances is better than just, you know, by getting credit card after credit card and running at, running at big bills. Right. No. And I'm still trying to get my son to read the millionaire next door. Oh yeah. That's a good book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That that's probably describes uh, 90% of our clients. Exactly. I mean, it's really a good read and easy to read for high schoolers and just to, give them a little inspiration and not everybody is, you know, this fortune 100 CEO out there. So yep. everybody can do it. Yeah. Another one, if they wanted to learn about just stock markets and investing, cause so many kids are in the crypto and um, all these just really risky asset classes mm-hmm. uh, is a random walk down wall street <clears throat> in January. They're going to come out with a, the, the latest edition, which will address cryptos, which Ooh. is very interesting. The, the author, um, uh, Burton, uh, I can't remember his last name now, is a Princeton professor. He's 90 years old. Mm-hmm. I assume he's still not teaching, but you never know. Um, but yeah, anyway, he's he's addressing cryptos in the, in the latest version in January. So anyone wanting to learn about investing, that's required to read for all of our interns. Oh, okay. Uh, they used to do it at um, uh, in colleges, but not, not so much anymore. I'm not sure why. Uh, okay. Well, great, Missy. Uh, thank you for your input. Thanks. Great to talk to you today. You as well. 
Thanks for listening to a Wiser Retirement Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure to subscribe wherever you're listening, that way you don't miss any new episodes. We would also appreciate if you could leave a rating and review. If you have any questions about anything that was discussed today, head to wiserinvestor.com and reach out. We would love to hear from you. This episode was produced and edited by Will Tim Moore. This podcast is strictly for informational purposes only and is not to be considered as investment advice or solicitation to buy or sell any financial products, securities, digital assets, or any other investment vehicles or a basis to make any financial decisions. Wiser Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor with the SEC. The host and or guest may personally own securities, digital assets, or other investment vehicles mentioned on this podcast. Neither the host nor guest of the show are compensated for their participation and no referral fees are paid to or received by any host or guest for clients, listeners, or similar interests. Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor, tax professional, insurance professional, and or legal professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.